Yeah, no, it doesn't. Hey, everybody, welcome to Core. It is the Heroes of the Storm podcast known as Core. Uh, you probably already know that if you're listening now, but if it's your first time, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. We talk about Heroes of the Storm, what's coming up, what we're doing in the game, and maybe a few little things extra. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm here with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And while not strictly uh, Heroes news, we have plenty of that coming up today. <clears throat> great week for Heroes news, it turns out. Or more like Heroes Leaks, uh, but we'll get to that. There was another thing that happened over on the Overwatch side of things, and it happens to share a character with Heroes of the Storm, that being D.Va. She finally got her own little short animated film, and uh, you're going to not like my opinion. I'm going to share my opinion of this thing. Are you guys ready? Are you two ready for how I feel about the D.Va thing? Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's go. I'm a big fan of D.Va, generally speaking. I really like playing her in Overwatch, and I think her implementation in Heroes is just fine, although I don't really play her in Heroes, but I, I play her, if I'm playing Overwatch, I play her at least once a night when I'm playing. Uh, I will play her pretty consistently. I think she's one of the best tanks in the game. Um, I like her kit. I like her weird mech. I like everything about it, and again, the way she's used in Heroes, I think, is pretty cool. So, this thing comes out, and I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be great. I'm going to have some mech action. And we got that. We got some mech action. That's cool. Uh, in fact, the whole middle bit is great. The action bit is great, even though it's kind of just a kit presentation. <laughs> it's basically, I can do shield matrix. I can do cluster missiles or whatever they're called. I can do uh, the ultimate, which blows my mech up. Like she's like going through her abilities uh, one after the other. And it's fine. It just seemed a little lazy. Like, I get it. Like, there's all your stuff you can do. And the action was presented very cool. And those robots she was fighting reminded me of those Matrix things from the first Matrix movie uh, that were, like, all parasite and had the weird legs and stuff. Uh, that was all great. I cannot, cannot stand the first bit and the last bit. I can't do it. I have no problem with them going, hey, she's a popular esports player. And look at Diva. She's popular. And everyone knows her. She's famous. That's fine, but this, who's that guy? Just some guy hanging around going, hey. He's a guy on the team. He's a guy on the team. They show the yeah, team. Yeah. It's, it's the a... same reaction people have when they see me on this show. They go, I get Scott. I listen to his shows. I'm a fan of the morning stream. But who's the bald guy? Who's the guy? Why is he there? That's not Brian Ibbett. Yeah, but then they hear you talk and they go, oh, he's funny. I like him. And then it's all good. Th that never happens in... In this short, it just annoys me. Everything about him annoys me. Everything about them talking back and forth and what did he, whatever he wants is dumb. Uh, her working on her mech is fine. Then her going out and doing some fighting is cool. All right, that's great. Then they come back and the whole moral of the story is friendship is great. Isn't friendship great? I love friendship. It's dumb. I don't like it. I think, I think you're being generous even saying that there was that in it. Real, oh, so, oh, Bo. All right. Let, hold on now. Full, fully well, loaded on. here. So I'm, I'm giving you a false impression. No. I think it was. I understand what you're saying, but I, I really liked it <laughs> because I think so. We're used to the Overwatch shorts being kind of touching and moving mm -hmm. in many ways and trying to tell a story. And this one was like, nope, mecha anime. There's bad guys. Kill the bad guys. And then, you know, it was all style. And it vibed off of that, and it wasn't trying to be 
I think, touching or moving. Mm. And I think that's what I liked about it, actually. I would have gone for, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not making a terrible point. It was just what it was, and I shouldn't complain because it just is what it is. And it's diva. She's silly, and it's supposed to be silly and goofy and, you know, a little bit self Nobody learned a valuable lesson about being reckless. Nobody, you know, died that explains a character's backstory. It's like, diva's pretty awesome. And what did we learn by the end? Diva's pretty awesome. She can handle it on her own without her friend. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the other weird thing is that they set this up kind of as a story about like, hey, sometimes you need to rely on other people. But he didn't really do anything for her. She still kind of did it all on her own. He did nothing. He did nothing. The biggest reveal was like, hey, turns out Diva's, you know, kind of complicated, but the news just presents her as happy all the time. Right. Like, that was about... That was, I mean, to me, that was the the gut punch, right? As she's sitting there with casts on and all of that, and you've got the news sitting there going, she's completely unharmed and, like, in perfect health and took them all out by herself and uh, amazing. No one was injured, and she's, you know, banged up. See, now like, that's a cool so idea. Much... That's a cool idea to say, hey, uh, she's the biggest esports gamer in the world, and everyone thinks it's just this, this superficial vision of her. But in, in her heart and in her guts, she's different than that. She's out there to save the Korean peninsula. She's out there to be a part of a bigger thing. Like, it's not enough for her, and she's not getting the credit for it, and that's okay. And it's hard for her. And, and they kind of were starting to set that up. And at the end, it was just like, all right, here I am with this guy who does jack shit for me in my life. Nothing. He's just sitting here eating my food, eating my chips, and drinking my Mountain Dew with lights on it. Like, Well, he's her support system. There's five people in the team. And presumably the way they set it up was that the other three went to go and enjoy the celebrity life. Like we're talking about people at the top of their game. So it's almost an allegory for like streamers and personalities where it's like, you know, there's a lot of people that come out in the podcasting world, make a whole bunch of noise. Mm-hmm. Here's Scott, the savior of podcast land, <laughs> doing shows every day, working hard mm. and not looking for the limelight. You know, he wins podcaster year wars and he's like, or lifetime achievement. He's like, whatever, dude, I just do I show up every day. Do my, this is Scott, the animated short. If you were to oh, make man. an analogy to podcasting where it's just, just like, you go and defend podcast land by just doing your job. The difference is all gummed up about it. I, well, all of that is nice of you to say and very appreciated, but I will say this. I don't have doofus Mc, McDoofdorf back at the place doing nothing. Like, I don't well, you have John. He just said it's him. Yeah. Is it safe <laughs> to say that 90% of your problem with this short is just random guy who we don't really know and we don't really know his deal is just kind of hanging out there? And yes. Yes. There's and a strange focus on him and it's just like, but who is this guy? Yes. And I'm trying to have feelings about him. <laughs> That doesn't come out right. I'm trying to I'm trying to relate to him in some way, and I'm not I'm having a hard time with it. And when this thing ends with just sort of together we can do anything, friendship is it's just not great. It's I love these things. I want more of these things. I think it's awesome that they're making them at all. So I don't wanna this is not me poo-poo in the process. I just don't think this holds as much water as some of the other stuff or as much heft. I don't, I feel kind of the same way about the May one. The May one's just kind of... It, it, it's with intent, though. I think when they're like looking at her character, they're like, well, does every Overwatch character have some sad story about how their parents were killed by Omnix? It's like, she's like, no, I, Diva's going to win. I'm just amazing. Like, it's great. It just fits her. All right. I know uh, I, you're I not get wrong. you not liking it. Yeah. And when I first watched it, I was like, 
oh, this doesn't have heft. I, I was expecting like Bastion, who's all sad and lamenting things, and the Reinhardt one is kind of touching. Mm -hmm. And th and then I watched it again. And I was like, no, this is just feels good. It's bubblegum. Yeah. And it, the, the pop can he opens and it says something when he opens. It's just like so steeped in that. Like I think they, I think they did a good job of not getting tempted into making a hefty thing. Well, except for the part yeah. where she sees the cut on her mech and it gives her PTSD memories of a battle. <laughs> yeah, other than true. that, it was real positive. That's true. Fun. That is that does happen. Okay, I, I I'll <laughs> say the horrors of war rear their ugly head. I'll say this: I think there's a couple of okay. So two things occurred to me today. One was, uh, she has. I like when the game. I like when these shorts adhere to the uh, a little not super strict, but a little bit to what the game's limits are. Uh, in this, she flies constantly. She's never not landing, and that's a bunch of shit. It's like her shift is cheating. Her shift key is just off. It's broken, and uh, she can just fly all day. So that annoys me. Uh, that's a small thing. Here's the other thing I thought of, though. Uh, she's in a prison, like, constantly. This animation short is the only time we get to see her outside of her prison. Her prison works like this, and I put this on Twitter today. In fact, I should probably read that tweet because it'll make more sense because I can't remember how I said it. Hold on. My words were, oh, that's fantastic. Twitter's locked up. Thanks, Twitter. Well, while you do that, let me ask you a question, Scott. Earlier yeah. today, you were hurt by a chip. What do you think <laughs> of her pixel heart-shaped chips? Uh, they are adorable and looked tasty. And perhaps that's why I cracked open a bag of similar looking, not quite future chips, but they were, you know, they were yeah. of our day. And I think I, I think I lacerated my larynx while I did it. So I would just put a little warning out there to 19-year-old Diva. Is she 19? Is that the deal? I think I so. Don't. Okay. Uh, 18, don't, don't look up 19 Diva. I promise you that will get you to places you don't want to be. So here's what I said. Uh, let's see. Okay, here it is. If you think about it, Diva is literally trapped in her mech until someone kills the mech or she blows it up. And even then, all you can do is get back in your flying prison. Think about it. Well, she's fighting she's... heroes where she's free. Well, she's free, but only for a short time. Just like she's no, free. You don't have to get back in the mech in heroes. Do you never have to get into it? I mean, you, you, you well, can you spawn in it, right? You if spawn. You die, if you, you die, you spawn in it. in it. So you have no, because you have borders, you're going to die. And when you die, you're back in your prison. She's like in the worst purgatory of all video game time. That's what's happening. Because you can't poop in there, I'll tell you that. You can't you can't do a proper number two inside of that suit. But she's only in there during battle. Because she's a frail, you know, she's frail example frail. of humanity. She's one of those frails. <laughs> well, she's, she is. She's not like a, a buff variant or something who can be like, bullets, bring, 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 bring. My pecs like deflect them off his, you know, variant he's resist you know he's resistant to bullets but diva is very delicate and that's why she has to wear the armor to, to be strong yeah it's, i mean it is a prison but the alternative is she just doesn't fight i think yeah no i think you're you're probably right well anyway i, it's, I kind of like her outside of the mech and heroes better than i like her in she clears lanes faster she has an she ultimate in that form exactly a lot more damage i can do a cool torpedo move yeah she does this and she gets out of her mech and overwatch and you may as well just run or hope your team is you know providing some cover for you because you're just gonna die like most yeah. people die even the best players during overwatch league died 
outside well, it of that. Well, used to be the mech would kill her, right? That doesn't happen anymore. Well, you, it would if you were in the room with it. So you, so you have to hide. You used to have to hide behind cover, just like the other team would if they were trying to avoid the blast. And you could do that, but you didn't die every time. You just had to hide, or you know, get within some distance, which is why you'd want to come in and shoot it out. But now you can just pop out and run around and shoot with it if you want to, which is you know. I think they should add the shoot your own mech to blow it up ability to heroes. Oh, yeah. See, they did have that in the in the short, which was kind of cool. And her pistol is way cooler in this than it ever is in real Wait, life. You can shoot your own mech? Well, in well the, she did in the, the short. Gun? In the short, she did. Oh. Remember, she got Yeah, I wondered about that. I'm like, it's going to blow up anyways. You don't need to shoot it. <laughs> anyways, I was like, whatever. Just, well, just she had cool, to hurry, so she, she had to hurry it up because it was on a longer timer. Right, yeah. Yeah. And if she didn't she hurry... She took that talent to level yeah, 7. <laughs> that makes the detonation timer longer. Uh, I like I like that we're watching. We're seeing this through the hero's lens, though. That's important because, you know, she's as much a hero's character now as she is anything else because she's over here. That's what we do. We get the heroes from the other IPs, and now they're ours. They're ours to mess with and goof around with. Well, that's what's fun is when we get, like, these exciting content for the other ips it's like heroes content because we're into the characters too like we know them right so i was i was very excited to wake up i watched this right at seven i woke up my phone dinged and i was like overwatch short because i guess it's happening at, at gamescom mm -hmm. so i'm sleeping when all the cool stuff's happening and yep. i woke up and i was like oh sweet pretty sure this our friend uh, i didn't see it but i think terpster was uh doing part of that presentation i don't know how it went but I'm sure it went great. Well done, T. So uh, let's talk about what is actually happening uh, at Gamescom and certainly within the game. So there was a leak just prior to, to Gamescom of the new hero we're getting. I'm sure they meant to hold that for the event. I'm 100% sure of it. Yeah, it but, was in the alt tag of, a, of an image file posted to the hero's Twitter account. So someone just showed source on, in their browser and it was... <laughs> It was like teaser for Mephisto. <laughs> and you got to remember somebody, every time anybody posts anything on their website, on Twitter, on social media of any kind, somebody somewhere is checking source. Somebody's scanning HTML and code and going, all right, what does this file say? And they're looking for this sort of stuff. Uh, they data mine constantly. So, oops. I don't Do know people who... put this information in images? Like, where does it come from? I don't think I've ever made an image file that had an alt tag on it. Yeah, if you do an alt tag, so it's a it's an HTML standard to you don't have to adhere to it necessarily, but if you're going to be strict guidelines kind of HTML creator, you you make it you have your image, and then you have an alt tag, which is basically just a little snippet of code. This is alt equals, and then a quoted name. So it could be. Is it for like the visually impaired or something like that? So that you know, if there's an image file, a reader can dictate it to someone. I think impairment. so. Also, if you just, let's say you're in a, I mean, I don't know if it matters as much as it used to, but if you're in a really low bandwidth situation, this would be a way for you to know what you might be looking at if you had the uh, bandwidth for it. It says Diva 19 on the image before yeah. it loads. You're like, oh, better get out of here. Yeah. This is an old, <laughs> it's, it's an old school HTML thing, but it's still part of the, the standard even for five. But anyway, why I know all that is because I used to have to, deal with that all the time but anyway uh here's what freaked me out Zales, okay. right yeah <laughs> yes it's ales do you hear that story you heard that story i listened to it today it was pretty oh funny. it was a pretty good one yeah, it, yeah. no one knows it's this like but TMS. I, is tuesday's tms tuesday's, tuesday's TMS, tms was something else you probably want to check that out um learn, learn some stuff about scott on that episode yeah things i'd never talked about before that i'd forgotten i never talked about they're not like super 
you know, it's not like sensitive stuff at all. It's just a fun story. You know, if people, people have been listening to you for a long time, they want to know lore. It was like an animated short for Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know the lore. What's the lore of this guy? Yeah, exactly. But what was I going to say about this? Oh, um, so the alt tags. I had, I had a, I had a major, uh, conspiracy theory pop in my head because after I had heard about the alt tag, it had been a couple days later. But we get this email from one of our favorite people on the Heroes community team mm-hmm. saying something about jumping over to Diablo. It's now public, so we can say, but our friend Bethany is not leaving the Heroes team, but she's taking on additional responsibilities for the Diablo Switch launch, which was also a leak, by the way. Uh, but that was leaked by Forbes.com. But anyway, uh, she's going to be doing stuff, community stuff and some management stuff for that, but she's not leaving Heroes. But when I first got the email, I went, Oh my gosh, they kicked her off the Heroes team and sent her to, to Diablo. That must mean she was the one that let the alt tag out. I was like, had all these conspiracies <laughs> in my head and I wanted to send her some cookies or something, but no, it wasn't that. It, who knows what happened? I'm sure it was just a goof. Bottom line is, uh, that's how we found out about Mephisto, the hated, most hate, hateful primeval, uh, Deckard came and say. Yeah. Uh, that's who the only it is. problem with all of this is that because the Diablo Diablo uh, team or IP or people behind it, the social media presence, they've been getting kind of randy about communicating with us. Right? They're like, great things are coming and we got the Diablo on the switch and now we've got a Diablo hero in Heroes of the Storm. Who gave, who, by this. the way, who posted the who posted the Rick Astley never going to give you up Rickroll in the for the for the development video who put that in there that spotlight video was that <laughs> was that you bo that was bo <laughs> of course it was bo. i got okay, rickrolled yeah. in 20 20- i don't think it was th- me john usually does the notes these days write Thank you, these down da- write this down 7 30 uh, p.m mountain time uh august 22nd 2018 i got rickrolled live on the air <laughs> nice. i didn't well play played, the music bo. i didn't play the music but yeah there is an actual yeah. video of this, and I used Bo's link. Good job, Bo. Nice job. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so, so Mephisto. We, uh, we, uh, so we got that. It was made official. We got both the talent tree info uh, stuff. We got a video showing his kit and all that. We got Hanamura Temple news, which I think is great news. Very excited about it. And some other rework stuff. Let's start with Mephisto. What do we think? He's an assassin. Seems all right to me. Some pretty badass stuff going on. He's basically just like a goat with a spine. That's the whole guy, right? As opposed to all the other spineless goats out there. Well, he's just like a he's like a goat head looking dude. I forgot this is what he looked like because it's been forever since any reference to him in, Di- in Diablo proper. But if you look at him, he's got four arms. Two of them look like uh, like Zerg arms almost. Then you got these uh, skeletty kind of metal or uh, muscly arms lower, and then you got basically a rib cage. Uh, a crotch closet and then a big long almost like a tail but it's like a big spine and he's just uh, the freakiest looking thing in the nexus honestly did you call it a crotch closet yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i did (laughs) i couldn't think of anything else i feel like that needs to be a thing what what is it really Uh, stop uh, scratching your crotch closet boy a pelvis Uh, sorry pelvis pelvis (laughs) yeah that's what i meant pelvis yeah the (laughs) everyone come to the crotch closet anyway he seems cool what do we think bo uh what'd you what's your first impressions there of old mephisto Um, 
super excited to play this hero. Oh my god! For, I love the fact that he's an untraditional form, mm-hmm. and it's Mephisto. It's a Diablo demon. Uh, I, I mean, we got Butcher. I don't think of Butcher as a demon, although I guess he is. You know, I think of Diablo as one. Sure. I mean, Butcher is a prime evil, right? Uh, Butcher, I, no, Butcher's not one of the prime. prime uh, yeah, Butcher's not a prime evil, but Butcher's like a. He's a he's like a Frankenstein know. or something. I don't know how he works, but yeah, this, this guy's proper. I'm really excited. I liked everything I saw. Mm-hmm. There were some picky complaints out there in the community, but they're smoking the cracks. What's the complaints? Um, what, what what was the what were people don't like? Really dumb. The one I saw was uh, his face looks like a like a feral, like an animal or zerg face. Okay. Skull, whereas like in the game he's more human. It's like a skull, or it looks kind of scully i think that's splitting hairs i think he looks he looks sick really dude. cool look at him. i yeah. think it's good that they've given him some flavor because if you look at some of the original mephisto art he kind of had just diablo face like same face but just like a different body style and different horns like i mean I his face has changed a lot with the different concept arts sometimes too so it's like it's not something that's set in stone i think yeah mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I, I think it looks cool. Like I'm really excited. I love his look. I think they're saying his voice might be different. I didn't play Diablo two that much that I would notice that kind of thing. So yeah, I me neither. I don't remember him ever <clears throat> talking. In fact, I the first time I played Diablo two, I didn't even realize I had killed him. I right. saw. I remembered the cutscene with the three dudes, mm-hmm. and then they all go through the portal, and then at some point, I went through the portal. And they were like, "Oh, you got a soul stone." I was like, "Oh, I guess they, oh, I guess they did kill Mephisto." Yeah. All right, he's well, kind, he's he's kind of like uh, I don't know, he's like the butterfly lady in three in that he's not that big of a part of the story. I mean, it, they didn't really focus on him that much, uh, which is unfortunate because I just think he's super cool and I love his name and I like when Deckard Kane talks about him. <laughs> There's something about Deckard Kane going Mephisto, like he's just uh, he's excited yeah. about that primeval for some reason. Uh, but he's, uh, he, he is very unique. Like there's nobody in the game like him, uh, in terms of his look. Uh, no, no, kit, kit wise, it's, it's, gro- it's gross enough. I mean, it's got a spinal cord tail. Yeah, it's, it is it's gross. Cool and he hovers and when he hovers forward, his back hands go up and his, his forward hand, like his lower arms are like in ready to just pounce on something. He looks amazing. How does he He's look fleshy? What does he look like to get his uh, mount speed? I assume he doesn't mount anything. He just floats. I don't know. Actually, I don't think we, I mean, that might've been on the gamescom stream with people playing. I, I didn't see that. So yeah, I don't know. They don't... I assume he special mounts. <laughs> right, right. I don't think we're going to see him <laughs> riding a, riding a horse, maybe on the floaty stuff. Some of the heroes sometimes can, can float on a iPad or a, nexagon right i think he just gets his own mount i really like his uh um the the ultimate that sends out the little black ghosty guys it'd be cool if that was his mount those guys just carrying him around that'd be cool let's hit z and do that that'd be awesome get a little more speed um but let's talk about his kit he is uh full of some crazy tricks like we said he's a, a assassin and uh man oh man i don't even know where to start here we'll start with his trait lord of hatred uh, is the name of the trait. He is also the Lord of Hatred. So his trait is named after him. Uh, hit enemy heroes with basic abilities. Reduces Mephisto's basic ability cooldowns. Q through E. Uh, skull Missile and Shade of Mephisto grant 1.5 seconds of cooldown reduction per hero hit. And Lightning Nova grants 0.3 seconds per hit as currently constituted or will be when he hits the PTR. 
best we know. Um, this is maybe the only aspect of his kit that concerns me. Oh, give I'm it, give very it. excited about the hero in general, but so it's something that you run into with a couple of heroes, including Kelthazad, who we'll talk about later. Uh, I think that Butcher is kind of a good example of this. Um, Gul'dan is a good example of this, where their trait is basically developer balance to keep the hero from being OP. Mm. Like, to play him effectively, you're going to have to hit with your abilities and hit frequently to have normal cooldowns. It's not that he's a normal character that benefits from faster cooldowns because you hit multiple enemies. He's a character that you need to hit with multiple abilities to feel like a normal character, if that distinction makes sense. It does. I understand what you're saying, yeah. I don't know that's how he's going to actually play in practice because I haven't played him yet. But sometimes when you see these traits on heroes, that's what it feels like. Instead of feeling like a cool boon, it feels like here's how we've here's the, you know, fulcrum that we're balancing off of. And that doesn't always feel particularly good for a hero. What it reminds me of a little bit is in uh, World of Warcraft, which we've all been playing like crazy. Sorry, I have to sit up a little bit. Um, my hunter uh, in current Beastmaster form uh the way that you reduce cooldown on whatever the name of the damn pet biting ability is that i've always used and can't remember the name of whatever it is anyway you reduce cooldown by using this wyvern sting thing and every time you use it it cuts a second off of the cooldown this feels a bit like that in that you're you now have this thing to pay attention to like all right well i really need to make sure i'm hitting heroes because if i'm going to really maximize Mephisto's damage and or contribution I need to be just always hitting 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 so that I can have this stuff all on repeat and yeah. and almost have no cooldown at all for uh for things especially like his like his W I guess is pretty let's see where is it what's it called his W is called W is called Lightning Nova there it is Lightning Nova um has a 14 second cooldown on it if you play your card right according to the video you can you can cough that thing up pretty quick uh kind of right on top of each other and there's there's talents later that uh enhance that but anyway i totally get it john i don't disagree i think that's a it's a concern yeah i mean because um, if you look at his abilities it's eight seconds for his you know kind of spammable cue 14 seconds and then 18 seconds uh for his shade and it's one of those things where they could they could balance around that. He could do less damage and have normal cooldowns. That's something they could balance about uh, around it. Instead, they gamify it by making it part of his trait. And sometimes that doesn't always work out for a fun hero for me personally. But, but isn't so doesn't this feel consistent, Bo, with like the heroes generally speaking lately? They all seem to be doing a trick like this minigame thing. Yeah, so this is, I mean, this basically is trying to reward, if you're only hitting, so with Lightning Nova, let's just use it as an example. Okay. Um, it's a 14 second cooldown that lasts 2.5 seconds, and it ticks, damage ticks on it every quarter second. So for 2.5 seconds, it's a total of 10 ticks. So, and it and it's 0 0.3 seconds per hero hit on Lightning Nova. So if you're only hitting one hero with Lightning Nova, you're reducing the cooldown from 14 seconds to 11 seconds. Mm. Not that significant. Now, I mean, we're talking about 
looping in some other abilities. So, I mean, uh, Skull Missile gets fired in. That's 1.5, so up to 4.5 seconds on one hero. And let's say Shade hits. Uh, where am I at? Sorry, sorry. Uh, three seconds off of this, then 4.5, then total of... So let's say you hit one hero with all three basic abilities. That's six seconds. That means Skull Missile will be up in two seconds. Mm -hmm. Assuming you hit with the full amount of Lightning Nova, that's going to last all the ticks, which may not happen. Right. So, But best case scenario on one hero, it's six seconds. Shade of Mephisto is 18 seconds, so 12 seconds is still a pretty long wait. Just what this tells me is you're not going to be going insane getting one hero. This hero only benefits from its trait uh, in a in a major way, probably at two to three in the two to three range, mm -hmm. like you'll definitely have you know, and that's assuming you hit with everything. It's all gonna we're gonna have to wait to see how it feels, and like if it feels too oppressive, it'll definitely get nerfed. I think, but <laughs> yeah, it, it, again, it just depends how much damage everything does. It's hard to grok just looking at the numbers. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like his power level in a team fight is going to be higher than it is 1v1. I, I, it might not be that great 1v1. Seems like a good His team. just don't look super large. Yeah. But he's got the zero to... So we're you know, we not going through these in order, but Shade of Mephisto is basically Blink with a forced wormhole mm -hmm. um, on zero tool, which is super powerful. I mean, I like hitting level 7 taking wormhole on zero tool because it allows me to poke and be disruptive and distract. Even if I just blink in, get a cue off, and blink back out, one of the team, you know, one, it'll disrupt the team fight and force characters to reposition. So I'm not sure that it's going. It, we'll just have to wait and see what it's like in game. But it may not end up being that oppressive for enemy players. And and like John said, it, it might feel bad, like you don't get your stuff on cooldown a lot if you know you're not. You have to practice on this hero, I think, to get like optimal rotations and get your cooldown back. Yeah, they show think, some, they show some stuff in the video. That's, it's super tricksy, and it's like, ooh, like how am I ever going to think of that? Combo? And he's probably got a major survivability. I don't see him being super duper survival. Uh, you know, he will if you do blink into a backline to try and get this like, you know, ideal scenario where you're getting all your cool cooldowns back. The enemy team will fight back on you. Mm -hmm. And yes, the blink, um, the blink back actually circumvents crowd control, so you'll blink back no matter what happens. Yeah, you get bit, you can be in Jaina's circle, right, and you're out of there. It's still two point five seconds, right? You might still die depending on who. If people are waiting for you to blink in, and they expect it, you may still get bursted down. Yeah. Um, so we'll, you know, I don't think, I don't think his best case scenario is going to be as strong as it looks like on paper, mm. but we'll see. Yeah. yeah super fascinating looking character though I'm, I'm excited to see what happens when he hits and i like diablo stuff so that's exciting on that level uh seems like some fun combo opportunities with other people's ults they keep showing that in the video um mm -hmm. it's nice you can now damage abathur for free yeah <laughs> new ultimate <laughs> totally <laughs> which is pretty cool um in fact we should probably talk about that part of his kit of course uh, well we haven't talked about it. skull missiles the 20 mana cost eight second cooldown conjure a skull that travels to the target that's uh one of those abilities that will uh have its cooldown reduced if you're uh, successful hitting with that and your other uh parts of your kit lightning nova you mentioned it um uh, w it's a ring of lightning 
the chat room. We just saw a video of that. It's pretty cool. It looks awesome. Shade of Mephisto is the teleport to the location, dealing 78 damage to nearby enemies and leaving behind a shade. So you can go back to it. 2.5 seconds, you get teleported back. And that's forced, right? Like, you can't delay that. It's 2.5 seconds. The countdown starts as soon as you do it, and you're out of there. You can't hang around and then willingly decide when to go back. So, yeah, silence, stun, root, doesn't matter. You'll go back. The one thing that's still a question that I haven't found out an answer to yet is stasis. Mm. Like, time stop effects. Will time in the real world continue ticking? So if you're in a time stop and the 2.5 seconds comes up, I think you don't go back. Or no. if you're in a void prism. Interesting. F- few scenarios. And I'm, I think also, invulnerable, I think we'll still do Like if you have a D shield on it, I think you will still teleport back. Does it but, clear uh, the yeah. status? So if I get stunned right as the teleport begins, will I teleport back and be stunned in the new position, or does it clear the effect? Oh, I don't know. I know he does just... it happen with Tracer? Um, recall if you rooted or you rooted when you recall? I don't think so. I think it clears it when you recall. Yeah, and I think there's a similar interaction with um, a Temporal Loop on Chromie. Like if you're in the middle of being stunned and you get teleported, those effects don't last. So I'm going to go with probably not. Mm. I think you're probably clear. Uh, T- Telenroid in the chat room says, how does he fit so many skulls in his crotch closet? That That's a topic for a different day. Yeah. It's happen? magic. It's yeah. magic. It's it's smaller on the outside and bigger on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Great it's like big a TARDIS. crotch. Yeah. Crotch, tar- crotch, crotch TARDIS. TARDIS. <laughs> uh, it's perfect. It's like one of those Harry Potter tents. You just go inside and it's huge in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Think think so, of his crotch closet. Inter- interdimensional beings function differently. Try not to hurt your mortal mind too much trying to figure out the science behind. Yeah, it's, it's deep stuff. Uh, what else? Oh, let's talk about his ultimates real quick. We've kind of made uh, mention here and there. Uh, heroics. They have consumed souls, which channels for two point five seconds. Removes or sorry, revealing all enemy heroes after the channel completes. All enemy heroes take 357 damage and are slowed by 40% for 2.5 seconds. That seems like a pretty cool uh, vision ultimate. It's a pretty cool ultimate. I've been actually waiting to see this effect for a long time. It exists in the League of Legends hero, Karthus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's fine in a way, at least for some of us that have played League, or I'm sure the effect exists in Dota 2. We've all been like, when's this effect going to be in Heroes? And so now here it is. On, yep, I'm on, excited um, to see how that works. Uh, then there is uh, Durance of Hate, which sounds like they spelled Endurance wrong, but it's fine. I get it. Um, oh, I thought they were just talking about that weird fruit. <laughs> what is Endurance? <laughs> a weird it's a fruit. Weird fruit. <laughs> I've only heard that too. What is it? I don't know what durance means. We can it's find out. Uh, it's, a, it's spelled D-U-R-R-A-N-T, right? Isn't it? Um, well, it says imprisonment or the confinement. Fruit? Durance is yeah. imprisonment or confinement. I don't remember what the fruit is. What's the fruit? How do you uh, spell the fruit? Hold on. Durant? Uh, durance fruit? Isn't it orange spiky fruit? Oh, here it is. Oh, no, this isn't it. Orange. I'm going to Google orange spiky fruit and see what shows up diffusers mango orange spiky fruit i thought it was i could just have the wrong thing i don't know oh durian that's what i was thinking oh durian (laughs) yeah that's not it that's uh, maybe that's what i was thinking of i don't know chat room knows i've never eaten a durian before orangutans eat them orangutans orangutans 
orangutans. Okay, so the first people also ask why durian is banned. If you smell the durian even once, you probably remember it. Even with the husk intact, the notorious Asian fruit has such a potent stench that it's banned on the Singapore Rapid Mass Transit. Really? That's like uh, kimchi in my house. They won't let me eat any more of it because it stinks. That sounds like a thing of hate, though. A durian of hate would smell real bad. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a durance, and it's a, uh, it's a it's an imprisonment, apparently. This is a new word for me, and I'm glad that we learned it. Uh, so he has that, and the way that thing works is after one second, you unleash a wave of evil spirits. They look like the little almost invisible black shade things you fight in Diablo on the ground sometimes, especially in the, the high heavens levels. Super yeah. annoying. Sometimes they get out of your vision. But anyway, oh, those things are cool, though. They, 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 they look the really cool. Diablo. Yeah. These are a little more cartoony. They have a yellow glow to them so you can see them. Uh, they have little dots for eyes. Like they've kind of gone a little different here with these. I don't know if they're supposed to be based on those, but that's what they remind me of. They, they look like kind of like version one quiz quizzes. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Oh, version two, though. He's gnarly. I'm enjoying him. Uh, anyway, they root the first enemy hero for two seconds and deal 160 damage. To them, over the same duration, Durance of Hate spreads outwards from its initial target. It looks a little bit like Malfurion's lawn. <laughs> uh, rooting and damaging additional nearby targets. So think of it as like a supercharged, reskinned, multifunction uh, Malfurion's lawn is how to look at that thing. Because that's basically what it is. And it seems cool. I, I think It that seems thing cool, but it seems exceptionally boring compared to the other one. Oh, yeah. No, the other one is the one. Unless you're playing by yourself, though, I guess. If you're single, queuing, I think I think probably Durance of Hate's cool. Seems all right. Um, but the game does that. They give you a nice team one, and they give you this one. And you know, if you get enough people standing around in that place, and you and, and you're getting a bunch of them caught in there, you're creating real havoc. So I could see it being kind of fun. Yeah. But yeah. but you're not wrong. As a comparison, it's probably a little boring. Anyway, that's his kit. He is probably PTR bound next Tuesday, if I if we're to guess right, because I'm he's not there yet. Um, no, no, they're just playing him at Gamescom, so we haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about when he's on PTR. I don't think we know yet. Now, hopefully next week. Yeah, let's talk about Hanamura, John's favorite old map. Um, maybe, just maybe, what I saw in the development video made me excited. Because it looks like they're addressing the problems I have with that map. Uh, at least the ones I had in particular. It is now a single um, payload map. No longer two payloads. It does have different routes for different runs. But it, it, but it basically acts like a more traditional um, uh, like mechanic in the game where something goes off in the middle of the game. So you got a timer, a little countdown. That thing will be on its way. It's time to go fight with the team. When that's all done, you go back to your laning phases and all your other stuff. So it's a lot more traditional in that regard. They also took down the no one saw. I didn't see this coming, but they took down all the walls to the um, to the cores, and you can now do direct damage to the cores via you or your catapults or whatever. It's a much more traditional sort of lane situation. Um, you also when you cap the uh the the uh, payload it no longer sends direct uh hit point damage to your core at least not at first instead it starts taking down defenses so towers first then moves on to your 
uh, to your keeps and stuff and then towers again and then so on all the way until it gets to the core. Now, if all you have left is the core, it will start taking pot shots at the core every time you cap it. I'm very excited about it. I think they look like great changes. The big fat dude in the middle with his rad uh, spinny, spinny business, he's gone. Done. Send him packing. Pack up your stuff. Talk to security and get out of the office, they told that guy. Whoever that guy is. What was he called? Who's the guy in Haunted Murray? He's called the, the Mega Enforcer. The Mega Enforcer. They said, I'm sorry. We thought we had a deal for you here, but just we can't find a position for you. You're going to have to go. You're going to have to leave. And he left. He's, he's busy calling people up who didn't pay their taxes. Yes. He's going to enforce them to pay their taxes. That's right. Yeah. He's a big, running a big scam now on the side. Uh, so he's gone. The healer guys are still there. Uh, a couple of the camps changed to be, they, they defend it, and then you fight them, and they don't go away and go march on the, on the you know, down the lane. They just go back to defending, but now they're defending it for you, and they are yeah. defending, uh, it's basically defended vision, which is super interesting. The game doesn't have that yet. Uh, so I'm excited about that just as a mechanic. I like the idea of not just standing on a thing and letting a little, you know, thing fill up and then moving on and then, oh, they stepped on it too. Now they have it. Like, that's fine. And we have it in a lot of these other maps. But the idea that you got to go fight for your vision and for them to get it back, they have to fight too. And that means time, which means gank possibilities and team fight possibilities around yeah, vision. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're placed in an interesting spot in the middle. Yeah. Uh, which is important because maybe if you're deciding to lane, you're going to keep laning until you know that they're pushing for it. So with the vision, you'll be able to see that information. Um, I think it's cool. I I'm, I really like the idea behind this vision completely. What do you think, John? Because you're the, I mean, the most vocal critic of Hanamura's first implementation. How do you feel about these changes? I think it's going to be good. I, it looks like they have changed it into a hero's map. Um Version one was very experimental. And even though, as we're alluding to, I was an exceptionally large critic of version one, I love that they were willing to experiment because mm. I feel like Towers of Doom, which is my favorite map in the game, is an experiment. You know, that was them saying we're going to do something completely different. And what they did is they made a map that is my favorite map to play on. And I'm excited every time it comes up. I don't think New Hanamura has any chance of becoming my favorite map. I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be a solid map. A, I don't see it doing anything so crazy that I'm going to be like, oh, yes, freaking Hanamura. I, but I think it'll be, it'll no longer be where it was, which was, oh, gosh, why do we have to do this map again? Uh, that's probably high praise from you. I mean... I would love it if you started playing it, and you've been willing to admit in the past if something you didn't like at first worked out for you later in the game, you're always willing to say so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm wrong about things all the time. Yeah, same here. So if this ends up being your favorite thing, we'll know about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, it just, I guess, like, it feels weird because I complained so much about it for what it was, and it was unique and different, and now I'm looking at it, and I'm just sort of like, okay, it looks like a... It looks like another hero's map. You know, it looks like it, it looks like uh, Black Hearts Bay with a more interesting version of the mechanic, maybe, uh, or I mean, a different version of the mechanic. Yeah. Keep, but, keep in mind, it, it's it's gonna. Well, I, I should let you finish, I suppose. But it's gonna have. It's still a two lane. It's still gonna have that dynamic of push the payload or push the lane in. I was gonna ask you that 
uh, bow because it's very jungly. Um, the middle is just this big patch of tracks and, you know, uh, mercenaries and stuff. And uh, there's no third lane. We were kind of thinking there might be one or, you know, we speculated that that was a possibility. They have opted not to do that. It is still just a two lane map. And generally speaking, you haven't been the biggest fan of two lane maps generally, like across multiple uh, MOBAs, not really your thing. So how big a problem is this? Um, well, yeah, two lane, two lane map just means again, there's less structures for specialist or lane pusher to focus their attention on. Um, I think the theory is that, well, that means the enemy team, you know, uh, the defending team would be able to deploy resource to it that much more easily. And that may be the case, given that there's only one objective now, you know, on battlefield of eternity, you'll get your specialists hanging out in lane to soak or get rid of some camps before, helping out with the main objective while your team defends. So I guess it just depends how worth it it is. Right. Uh, you know, because Hanamura was like notorious for like, yeah, there's an objective, but I'll just push the lanes in and just, you know, take everything mm-hmm. and then I'll win. Like, because we have a considerable amount of advantage through experience and through, you have no more safe places to run. So yeah. we'll see. I think maybe it won't be as important because it's not doing core shots necessarily. Like it's redundant to have lane push and then also go for objectives because they do the same thing, like right. a big yeah. siege that does damage to structures. Right. So you might be able to say, well, we're not going to draft any siege, uh, just some, you know, enough to clear waves, but we're going to focus on objective and and not be beaten by an AFK, Sylvanas or Abathur, or not Abathur, but Asmodan mm. or Nazebo sitting in your lane, just pushing it in and getting value while you go off the five of the enemy team go around and try and do the objective. Yeah. Be, you know, I'm and, very, and how I'm very, easily is that punished? I'm very curious about how the objective is just going to feel. Um, I don't generally like payload gameplay in lots of games. I think it's fine in Overwatch because so that game's kind of built around it. Um, but I, I usually don't like the kind of tug of war idea. Mm-hmm. And even though this seems like a better plan with just the single uh, thing. And also it doesn't drift back. If nobody's touching it, it stays wherever it is. So if somebody comes up and is on your team, it will move forward. If you move away from its radius, it will stop. Somebody from the other team comes up and gets close to it. It starts to back up, but it never just goes back because you sat there long enough, like it did in the first version of the map. So there's a few things like that. I think are, are, you know, are going to help this. But I still want to know how that's going to feel in the thick of the objective when, like, how long of a process is that? You have at least an end to something like Battlefield for Eternity because you know those guys are only going to live as long as until you kill them in the middle. And then when they're dead, goes up and pushes that lane and you go do your thing. You kind of know what you're going to do and when you're going to do it and that it has an ending to it. The dragon is The dragon king or knight is going to die and you're going to go back to doing what you're doing. Or you got enough seeds, so go get your your thing, your terror. Like that, I don't know if it's going to feel like that in here. Because it's still tug of war. And tug of war can go on for a long time. And you could say, well, Scott, Dragon Knight can go on a long time. Because someone can stand up top and bottom and keep losing it and gaining it and losing it. And before you know it, you, you the game's you know 20 minutes in and nobody's actually gotten the Dragon Knight. I know yeah. I'm saying I, I understand that, but this is the thing where that's not even an option. That car is coming out whether you want it to or not. And now you got to go fight over it. 
how long is that process? Can you plan on anything being kind of structured? I, it's just a tug of war problem that has nothing to do. Uh, this may yeah. be perfect and we may love it. I'm just saying that's my worry. That's all. Well, here's the, well, here's the interesting thing. If um, the enemy, so the, the initial place that you have to push your payload is dynamic. Mm. So you for both teams on the first payload, it's pushed to the top or bottom middle map, like think Towers of Doom along that vertical line, which is the safest spot you're ever going to push a payload. You're going to be equidistant from the enemy gates to your gate. Actually, it's a little bit further on the enemy side, but not by much. Basically, you're sending it up or down. Now, to get two back-to-back, that second back-to-back one is deep in the heart of the enemy jungle. And with respawn timers, you know, in the mid game being relatively short and there being def- natural defenses like easy to access fountains. I think the theory here that we're being presented with is that two consecutive payloads is going to be difficult because if you get one, great. But the second one, you're going to have to put all the way basically as far as an enemy keep would be to, to score that consecutive point. But the enemy team will still get to put theirs mid, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You stop it at like two minutes fourteen, you'll see sort of a map on that video that we were looking at, mm-hmm. and and so so the it dynamically shifts, which is we don't know how that's going to feel, but I think the 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 idea there is that it's going to prevent snowball because the first thing you think about on a two lane map we have Brexit or Braxis holdout, um, Brexit. and Brexit holdout, we have, Brax- <laughs> have Braxis holdout, which can feel very snowbally because. If you lose objectives, you lose your structures. You have to run farther to get safe. You have less vision, less advantage, and it gets worse and worse. And the same thing happens here. Losing objectives means you have less ground, and so you have to run farther back for safe territory, and the enemy potentially can control more unless you do something to turn it around. Yeah, I think so it's. I think, think that's it's where it's going to sit. Case of we do have to see how it's going to feel on the objective. I think just sort of like where my meh for right now until I try it comes is just to kind of tie it back to what I was saying is just that compared to the other two lane maps, this particular like the gimmick for this. And I, I don't mean to say that in a belittling way, Sure, I know what but you mean. The, the gimmick for this map is not as interesting as uh, Battlefield for Eternity or even Braxis. Yeah, because they're all gimmicks. I totally know what you're saying. They're all gimmicks yeah. and just some are better than others. Uh yeah, I mean this one is ba- Battlefield is the premier map though. Oh, I love, Battlefield I love... is the premier two lane map. Yeah, yeah. Haunted Mines is you know oh, again right. it, it, Haunted Mines <laughs> and, and Braxis. And is there? There's probably another two lane map that I'm not thinking of right now, but um, they just hinge more on a dime because there's just less structure to soak up objective. Brexit. You know, so Brexit hold Brexit up. hold up. <laughs> When you really want to stay with Europe. Yeah. Pat, the Terpster is Brexit, Brexit holdout, honestly. He doesn't want to do yeah. this. He doesn't want to split it up or go on his own. I don't know, whatever it means over there. You guys are weird over there, uh, but we're weirder. Hey, uh, anyway, so there you go. Hanamura Temple coming back with a with a vengeance. One would assume PTR next week as well. That'd be good. I hope so. Yeah. I want to see it in the rotation and I want to play it. I honestly though, uh, what bums me out about the latest map, the the um, the WoW one, what's it called? Alterac Valley. Alterac Pass. Ah, see. Alterac Pass. Yeah. Um, I wasn't Correct. all wrong. I just couldn't remember the Alterac part. Anyway, 
I've probably played that map seven times total. Yeah. It bums me out how little that map shows up in my rotation when I play. I've played plenty of other games during that same amount of time where it's like 15 games on Garden of Terror. And like, it. I don't understand that. I wish that map was more up front and center because I think it's rad and people should see it more. So I hope when this comes out, same thing. I'd like to see it, see what we think. It's a really good map. It's well done. And it's a great three lane map. That's what we want. Yeah. Uh, how about a Toronto rework? Do we want that? Because that's no. happening. Mm, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Bo, you're going to... I And I see you already did this in the notes, but you're going to have to help me with this. I saw this while I was at work, so I was only taking a casual look at her talents and abilities and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, did they rework her? What's changed? Mm. Uh, it didn't seem like oh, a lot. You got? Did you switch it to PTR? The link's to Heroes Hearth. And you have to push the live and PTR button to get the PTR talents. Um, oh. It was. I was reading just specifically the new version. Okay. I wasn't comparing so, it. I saw the, the charges, and then that was the only thing I immediately so, recognized. So the on the Heroes Hearth, they have the talents, but they don't have the reworked basic abilities, which is why I include them in text in the show notes. Okay. That's why they're here. Okay. So let's. Let, so i don't know if you formed an opinion john or not uh, i'll give you my opinion which is it's fine it's like fine that they reworked her i just wasn't wanting one or looking forward to it. like I, you know it was, it was just this is this is good but just the rework you weren't asking for yeah i'm just i'm a little and it's a hero like a lot of people and i saw a lot i looked at the comments and, and on reddit and stuff and you know just like a lot of people like to play her a certain way which is a douchey way and that's it <laughs> And and I do it too, which is like to either cheese with Sentinel build, which is fun, but probably not good gameplay considering we're always griping about Toronto having difficulty with her identity, you know, in some cheesy like stealth too, like she's a pseudo Nova that does her own thing mm-hmm. and then also does the cheesy Sentinel stuff. And like she's supposed to be a support. Mm-hmm. So... I want so so here here are some of the changes that are that are making some of the people who enjoyed to play her specific way cry and all the changes here are probably quite healthy and quite good um but they may pain you if you're a Toronto main I saw a lot of people like I'm never playing Toronto again mm. good yeah. job blizzard and I'm like uh um so her basic attack nerfed from 82 to 55 jeez <laughs> what the heck because it's in line with the philosophy on supports is that support shouldn't have good wave clear and support shouldn't do loads of damage. Yeah, but she's not um, really. Oh, oh yeah, I mean she is, but and she has ways maybe to. Maybe by uh, the end of this, we'll feel like she's a support. So, so, so yeah. keep in mind that she can stim her attack. She's got hunter mark as, as a baked in trait, which provides twenty five percent additional vulnerability, and you know she's got ways to deal damage. So. There are auto attack champions for a reason, and part of that identity confusion with her is to she's not to she's not supposed to be another auto attack champion, right? But uh, she kind of turned out to be that, or, or she's just an auto attack check champion and get rid of her support, uh, her support kit, right? Um, they haven't gone that crazy. So her auto attacks nerfed. Light of a loon now has two charges, and all charges are refunded when the cooldown comes up, kind of like Genji's ninja uh, uh, Shuruk. Shuriken? Shuriken, yeah. Shuriken. 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 Shuri
Um, right. It's probably not even that. I think it's Hydukin or something yeah. like that. But anyways. Um, so Hydukin. It's when you do uh, so 420 and you're in the bathroom. That's right. Hydukin it. Yep. It's pretty good. <laughs> I Wow, hi Dukin. No, it's a it's a it's a it's a class in uh, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online. You can be a high Dukin. Anyway, go all ahead. right. But anyways, Mister High Dukin, it's um <laughs> the, the Q also uh it has two charges. It heals for a lot more now. Like it, they it it heals now. Apparently, it's a big. I don't didn't document the doc didn't document the exact amount of jump, but I think it's double what it was. Um, basic attacks will reduce the cooldown on anything and damaging heroes with basic abilities also lowers the cooldown by 1.5 seconds so potentially a lot of uptime on this heal is what we're looking at Mm. and whether that's good or not we'll see once we get in game her sentinel so the pierce quest so that it pierces through people gone Uh doesn't pierce i i'm pretty sure it just doesn't pierce and there's no quest the talent to make it a quest to pierce is gone there is a pierce talent and this is an important part of the cheesy Sentinel play is that you press a button on the one. It's a level four talent that it'll allow you to pierce every hero. Okay. But it's 30 seconds. So, you know, so Scott, we've played a lot and you, we hear you go, ah, oh, crap, Toronto, freaking Berg. Yep. God damn. Every time. <laughs> so now that's on a 30 second cooldown all game. There's no way to make it better than that. Good. So <laughs> it will still happen. But when it happens, you know, it doesn't kill you. It's just irritating. Yeah. And it's a lot of damage potentially. But then it's 30 seconds. You don't have to worry about another owl flying down the path like five seconds later, constantly trying to target you. Right. So this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And a pierceless, a pierceless Taronda. That's like a yeah. that's like saying Hawkeye is not in this episode of MASH this week. I mean, globals that do a ton of damage. <laughs> Sorry, John got my terrible. I'm gonna let you guys. No, no, enjoy no. That John got it. my terrible, terrible joke. Gave me a good courtesy laugh. You may now continue. Oh, go ahead. That was good. Yeah. All right. So, so the key here is, is that like people like to use a sentinel for damage, and what it's intended to be is a tool for global vision, and that's what it should be. It shouldn't be used to hit heroes. It should be used to reveal things like wisp. People with globals that do damage have them on alts, mm. like Dragon Arrow, like um, Kel'Thuzad's, like they're ultimates. Right. So she's got an ultimate level ability on her W. Um, I think this is a healthy change for the game to bring it to parity with other heroes. Yeah, And, you know, if you really liked it, there's still some options in there, but no, it's not going to be what it was. Uh, Lunar Flare looks pretty much samey, just does more damage. And Hunter's Mark now only lowers armor by 15 rather than 25, and it can't be used on structures. I think that was still there. It's just the nerf is from 25 to 15 on Hunter's Mark, because Hunter's Mark is like her most powerful thing that she has on her kit. Um, Anyways, so glad that's there. And now the talents, which we're not going to go through them all one by one, but essentially the talents reinforce... They take some of her, like True Shot Aura was changed to give more attack damage to her and then increase attack speed on an activatable. They've just been buffed up and upgraded and moved around, but they're all very, to Toronto players, they're all very familiar. The only thing that's not really there anymore is this cheesy Sentinel spam, bird spam. That's gone. And, and that's pretty much it. Like, you know, without getting into too much detail about all the talents, 
I think that looks like she might be more viable as a solo support. That remains to be seen, but there are healing talents in there, which is sort of the one uh, area. And then it does look like she will have an auto attack combat based build as well mm. that isn't reliant on irritating sentinel spam right and I, uh, I mean that's the picture i have thus far my worry would be if you're going to make her more like a healer then is she a viable like you said is she a viable solo support and i don't know i can't tell from this like if she's not then there's not a lot of reasons to play her right now with these changes well, uh, so, so if you extend the definition of su support to be outside of just plain healing She's got playmaking setup or combo setup with the stun. Nothing like a, a, a you know, uh, what's the big combo? You know, the Diablo combo still exists, right? You can just chain stun with the Diablo. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can still do that. And same with stitches. And like that stun should be her most powerful ability. It should be what we're specking into. It's just Sentinel spam is fun because it's cheesy. And you know, it irritates the enemy team. Like, Everyone, that's why it's just like everyone who's reacting to this, like they're breaking my favorite hero to play. It's your favorite hero because it's annoying to the enemy team. <laughs> like it's really <laughs> bad. Like that's why you like it, whether you admit it or not. You like it because it does all this annoying, damagey stuff that yeah. doesn't belong on a support. Yeah, Taronda and, to and, win is what it is. That's what you're. It's, a, right. it's like a new button called Taronda to win for them. And I understand that. I understand why people like to play a character that they found a. a I wouldn't call it an exploit, but a groove that makes it so they win a lot and do a lot of cheesy stuff in the game, and that's why they like and like playing. I get it, but mm. yeah, to but the, they they can't take it away without giving her a role because honestly, taking that away, there's no reason to ever play Toronto. Right. Every there's every character there's a character that does everything better than her in every case. That it's there's no point in having her, with the exception of being that ir cheesy irritating damage dumpster she can top out damage charts but in this like really toxic way so they have to take that away but give her something else which is make her viable and solo support so that she sees play Jeez. and it, that's just she has to have enough healing she has to have enough healing throughput to be comparable to others free people even consider her for solo support that's the shortcoming i keep that keeps coming up you just, I think you just coined today's title, possibly. You said cheesy, irritating damage dumpster. And I think that's pretty good. <laughs> so but I like Mephisto. Well, <laughs> that'll be later. There'll be plenty of uh, Mephisto. Mephisting going on. Yeah, there'll be okay. lots of Mephisting after next week, probably, is my thinking. <laughs> uh, all right, well, there you go. That's uh, Taronda and her basic rework. We'll see. It's a major rework, but the basics of it. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Very curious. I never really play her, so... I don't have a lot of skin in that game, but um, I will if she's, I don't know. You know what it is? I bought very early in on this like totally false narrative that her and Tassadar weren't true support heroes. Do you remember this? Right. Very early in the game. Mm -hmm. Everybody talked about it. It was always a thing. It's like, ah, nobody plays those two. Why? Well, they're not really support. They're lame. Man, they don't, nobody, they don't heal or they're terrible healers or or in Tassadar's case, he never heals anything. It's just a stupid shield, even though it wasn't true. You could do healing builds and things. But but I always bought into that. Even though I really liked playing him a lot and I never played her, I kind of drifted away from them because I kind of I felt like I felt a little dirty when I would play him. They're they're not good solo supports. No, they're terrible solo supports. Yeah. No, yeah. no question about that. But I bought into the idea that there was no other value. 
and and I shouldn't uh, have shouldn't have done that. I think that's why I just never played her. Just never got her. Well, I, but that's what makes sense. If if like if you play the game solo and you play a lot, then and you just want to play the heroes you like, then then you're gonna do it. But we play often in teams, and when you play a character that provides no value to your team, you feel bad practicing them and spending time on them, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there are certain heroes I just don't play because they'll never be valuable in te- like diva you know like there's just there's better tanks there's better bruisers there's no spot on any of the team stuff we do for a snowflakey character like diva and you know if you're a diva fan she's great it's fine i'm not saying she's bad but there's no there's no room for her it's a liability so i'm not going to play them and same that's what scott's saying yes also i will never forget I mean, not that this means you're having a falling out with with Diva, but I remember when you were basically Diva for about three weeks. Like Diva's all of, amazing. All of I your avatars t- changed to her. You were saying all her lines everywhere. Slack was basically Diva Slack for a little while there. Uh, mm-hmm. And now, look, we all come to these. You know, we all come to a place where you have to look at this stuff honestly. And you're right; she probably doesn't have a role in. I just I spend too much time wishing I was other characters in in a lot too many games with her because not because she isn't cool but because these are the characters that do things better and yeah. you want to play this game at a certain level of effectiveness basically so indeed yeah uh, let's see John any other thoughts on the uh, Toronto change nah, I don't really play her all that much yeah. she's I like doing her stuns I like that and. That seems like that's still an okay thing, but eh, she's not. She's not for me. She's not not my hero of choice. Yeah, she's for the tree prophet. That's who yeah. she's for. Two healers. Uh, Dra- Dramble, in Dramble in the chat room is saying, "Want to play cool off support? Too bad. Solo supports only." Which is kind of true. I mean, if we were the kind of team that rock double support more effectively, we'd do it, but we just don't. Yeah, it's just. Because you know, we don't, then there's no real need to. But also, just looking at it from a perspective of somebody who's quick playing or trying to climb the ladders every month, you got to. I give love her... having Tassadar on my team. Yeah, I do. Problem too. is, I used to play him all the time, but I played him back in the day when we didn't have any wizards in this game, and he was the wizard, mm-hmm. and he was a damage dealer, and you took Tassadar because of his insane, unholy amounts of damage that you could pour out. And that was when I really liked him. And then, you know, realistically, they reined that in. They changed him around. And it's hard. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who love current Taronda and they won't like the new version. And that'll, you know, move him on to something else. And that's what happened with Hassadar and I. You know, they they reined him into something that he should have been. And that's fine, but now I don't play him anymore because I miss the days where I put that little circle under people and it was like watching somebody stand in a Jaina blizzard, you know? It was powerful. Like he, like that character, uh, the psionic dudes are in the in the StarCraft games. They're deadly with that. Like the, the freaking uh, carpet of electricity they lay down will kill all your Marines. Like it's just horrible. I used to dominate when I would play Protoss back in the day and playing friends at work and stuff. And I would pull out two or three of those guys and just lay down what they were dealing, which is basically that ability. And it would decimate the other armies, just destroy them. I just had to keep them protected because they were kind of squishy. And this, it just feels, okay. There's yeah, an, now nobody cares. It's like an annoying sure. egg breaking on the ground. I can step over it. It's not that important anymore. <laughs> But KT you and see Jana, that a lot in your day-to-day life, Scott. <laughs> uh, 
let's see. Actually, this is true. About three weeks ago, um, it was very hot. It got nice and cool today, but about three weeks ago, it was super hot. It was like 103, 104, something like that. And um, some kid up the road was trying to show his friend that you could cook an egg on the on the sidewalk, and it oh, wasn't yeah. and it wasn't working. It no, just, it was just a mess. Yeah, it was just a mess. It didn't. It's not hot enough. I'm like, you got to go to Phoenix for this. Uh, or have a hot engine or something, but anyway, whatever. That reminds me of that. So yes, the answer is I have seen somebody try. I have stepped around somebody cooking an egg on the street. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so there you go. Taronda, still a threat. Her husband sucks and wonders why <laughs> Sour Fang's axe is is in his back suddenly. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on to the, uh, the balance patches, some tweaks to some heroes, uh, with significant changes to Kel'Thuzad. You guys want to talk about those? In fact, they were posting all like crazy on Twitter about KT or this, but I still can't call him KT. Kel'Thuzad's changes. Um, yeah. anything here, John, you played a lot of Kel'Thuzad for a while. I tried him. I didn't know if I had time uh, before the show, so I just took him into AI where I knew I would dominate. And I didn't dominate on him. Um, oh. I don't know. I don't... I don't love it, but it doesn't feel like it's a dramatic step away. I do like the, his ice spike being built into his kit, which you know allows you to you know, pick other talents, which feels good. Uh, he has a new talent called Ice Cold, which I like because every time I see it, I always think what's cooler than being cool. Mm -hmm. Ice Cold. But, so the the big thing, though, is that Glacial Spike is built into his trait now. It's not a talent. Yeah, that's the biggest change for him. Because is... I like not taking it when I play him all the time. I never took it. I'm no, like... now you get it. I just get it. So this is a like for someone like me that doesn't really take it. Um, this is a bonus because I like playing Kelthuzad versus clumped up teams and not having to worry about the spike. You know, I don't want to pick off singles. I don't want to go too hard against him and say like, oh, he's bad because I only played AI games. The people I was playing with were not very good. I kept getting put in single lane matchups uh against things like probius which let me tell you that's a fun thing to have to try to hit your skill shots on so I, it wasn't the best experience to try the new kelthazad um i still you know i felt strong i could manage to do the deletions here and there uh which is a big part of his kit and abilities uh but i'm definitely out of practice too mm. um he still basically feels the same most of their stuff were small tweaks. Like the big thing is Kel'Thuzad being baked in. Like there's some extra damage here, some extra cooldown here. This this moved. Like Shadow Fisher had its damage reduced significantly. Still going to do a lot of damage, but you know stuff got shifted around, and that's going to be a feel thing for damage and whether or not you can one shot or next to one shot things. I think the big story is just that Glacial Spikes built in, and that he doesn't have CDR built in at the halfway point now, which. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how did it. I, I always forget about that midway thing when I play Kel'Thuzad and never really think about it too much because his cooldowns are kind of low to begin with. Did, did that matter very much once you got to 15? Uh, it didn't really. I mean, like before, you didn't really care until you were at 100%. Yeah, you're not honestly. comboing every two seconds, like you're waiting for a scenario to present itself 
so that you may combo. So the CDR yes. doesn't really do much because it's not like you're combo, 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 combo. You're like, okay, okay, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I, time, it's time, and then you go, you know? So The biggest change from my perspective is that before it felt like a race to max out your stacks. Like, you didn't care so much about the halfway. You were just racing to get to that end point. Now yeah. it feels like you're racing to get to the midway point, mm. which I guess feels a little better. Well, you always got to race with them. Like the sooner you get thirty, the better yeah. it is. Like you want to hit it before ten, ideally, hopefully. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the time is. Like there's because always with convection, I always have a time like five minutes in my head. I got to hit it by five minutes or I'm behind. So I don't know what the time is for that on Kelsey's odd. What's a reasonable to, expectation? But to I think me, 10? I think you want to be over halfway before level seven because I mean one of his talents at level seven enhances the spike. So yeah. to me, that's almost like a built-in recommendation. Like it feels weird taking a talent at seven saying, yeah, I'm going to make my spike better. And you don't even have it unlocked yet. <laughs> so I think that's a pretty good place to be. I like to have the enhanced damage by, you know, it's hard. to It's really hard to do by 10. But, you know, once you get his ult, his Shadow Fisher at 10, that's where your delete potential exists. So... Mm. You know, having that ability where you're going to be doing the most damage is the most ideal for him. I have good news for other support healers out there. This patch has got small, but love nonetheless for Lily, Lieutenant Morales, and Stukov, three characters I quite enjoy. Um, specifically, in uh, Stukov's case, who I was worried about all his nerfs recently, Got his base maximum health increased from 1682 to 1765, so bump back up in health. Health regeneration increased from 3.5 to 3.7. It's not a lot, but it's a little, little tune there. Basic attack damage increased from 249 to 261. They absolutely took that too low before, so I'm happy about that. Um, anyway, it does look like no, Kelth Kelthazad yeah. is your big is your big change, Rooney. Though everybody else's. Pretty small, well, although if you're gonna mention him, mm. I have to point out that Artanis psionic synergy armor amount is increased from 15 to 20, and plasma burn damage increased from 60 to 70. Great. Are these changes big? Are they important? No, but I get to talk about <laughs> Artanis and I feel good about it. Now. Yeah, any chance you get to talk about Artie, John's in, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although, actually, I didn't realize until I read it right here that Plasma Burn did that much damage, and I might have to play around with that. Oh, I like this. That's not terrible damage, especially because people love to crowd around Artanis anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. Now, the other thing to mention here from these notes yeah, is yeah. that White Mane is getting her first round of nerfs. Oh, yeah, White Mane. Although on this page, um, I read it as White Moan for some reason, but go ahead. <laughs> it looks like White Moan, White yeah. Man. Yeah, White Man. Um, uh, <laughs> so, Salty White Man. I, I don't. I haven't played her too much. I haven't played against her. She's one of the characters. I just don't get her. And I was, I was, you know, she was fun. I played a couple games with her. It was all right. But I'm just super disinterested in her. Mm. So... I couldn't explain these notes except to say I'm seeing number decreases along a number of talents on the Q and the W. Um, so, yeah. So, I just to me seems like, yeah, people saying she's feeling a bit strong or a bit tough to kill, uh, for even for divers, and maybe it's too much. So, we're starting to see a few changes. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more. Hmm. 
Yeah. Anyways, but I think that's a significant mention. Another little mention here too is Rainer's attack damage was bumped up by uh, ten or eleven. Eleven. And uh, that's not a little amount considering all the ways you have to stim. uh, Give him some pepper. So. Yeah. uh, Plus he he just had he had his rework and then he got nerfed. God. What? Wait a second. What? What? Basic attack damage scaling reduced from five percent to four percent. Right. It's across, happened again. Across the board or one character? No. I didn't know Rainer's thing. scaling was 5%. See, they didn't tell you. I don't know what anyone's scaling is. I, I feel like... Now you know. He's 4. He's 4% now. But it, I didn't know he was 5%. <laughs> well, <laughs> now you don't have to worry about it. He's 4. Yeah. <laughs> Chat room, man. Like, we gotta fix this. Yeah. We need some transparency over who scales how, because... Basically, anything could be scaling any amount, as far as I'm concerned. This is like the fourth or fifth time I'm learning about scaling. That isn't 4%. Yep. I will say it does not bother me even remotely as close to as much as it clearly bothers Bo, but I do agree it's pretty much impossible to tell how people scale now. The scaling is important because you're trying to also identify who are late game heroes and who aren't. So if you assume everyone's 4% and you assume everybody does like a pretty flat amount of damage, you sort of assume everyone's even later on. Yeah, right. But but we know even though... It's true. Yeah. Go ahead. But I I don't worry about it that much. But you're right. And they have broken it from it being this character is 4%, this character is 5%, this character is 3% to now... This character is 4%, except for this ability, which is this percent, and this ability, which is this percent, but otherwise it's 4%. It has gotten way more complicated. Video games, man, they're tricky. I can tell you that. I just don't know how where they show that, though. Well, they Maybe don't. Maybe they do. They don't. Chat room says they've more. said 5% all along, but I don't remember anyone saying that. And 5% I is 4%. I think him being 5% might have been the first time Bo... It was Talk it was four percent because Zagara was intentionally had her scaling reduced to three percent, very long time ago. Now it's back to four. They just recently reverted it because she's an absolute monster, and she's still even with the three percent a monster in the early game. And to keep her under control, they had reduced her to three percent scaling versus other heroes because she was crazy insane in towards the late game. So does she get pushed and, down too if everything went from five to four? She three now. So she, she no, she got bu- recently got bumped back up to four. Now this was the only case scenario where I knew it. But what we're learning is that certain abilities and certain things have modified scaling, like Rainer's basic attack damage. So is everything else four percent except the basic attack damage is five percent? Yeah, that's yeah. important information for people to know. I think, and uh, you know. It, it, it's just because it helps you identify like who's scaling out of control at a late game. Do you think a percentage point makes that big a difference? As long as we know what the base is, it's less of a I mean, worry. I, right? I don't know, but it's it's like a lot of things about damage numbers in this. We only get the level one numbers, right? Uh, so if your understanding is everything's four percent, you might do some napkin math to to do that. But if you didn't know it, you, you wouldn't know that. I think, what is it? Asmodan's Q scaling is 2%, not 4%. So your math would be wrong. Right. That information is not available anywhere. And like I, most people probably just play this game casually and it's just fine. But 
some people like this. Like it just, I don't know. We review these notes and define surprises like this. It's just, I find it a little frustrating. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens with this cha- this <laughs> drastic change from five to four. Keep your eyes on our break, late breaking news. All right, I think you're having a laugh. I I uh, look forward to the next time somebody's scaling changes and we read the note and Bo goes, "What are they doing?" I like it. it. Went from three point five <laughs> to four. Hold their feet to the fire. I got no problem with this. This is good. All right, hang on. I've got a spreadsheet open. I'll get back to me in a second. Okay, he's gonna do some math. I like this. This is good. Uh, hey, it's back to our new segment, everybody. Here's a theme for it. It's the seven deadly sins of heroes. We're on number six, I guess. Or one of like the seven. Theme. Yeah, the theme's all right. I may change it next week. Who knows? Uh, this week, not paying attention to allies and not timing your mechanical moves based on them. Uh, let's talk about that. John, what do you mean when you say those words? Sum no, it I up. Didn't say oh, them, I mean, but Bo. I agree with them. I meant Bo. Bo, sum it up. What, what does that mean? Oh, wait, you're doing spreadsheets. Well, it's fine. I'm done. Um, so we, we could do that or we could just stick to the seven. Well, tell me what sins. happened with the spreadsheet. I would like, I, want, I need uh, some closure here. So, I mean, I multiplied, assuming at level one, two heroes have basic attack damage of 100. By level 20, the person with 4% has 210 damage per auto attack. And the person with scaling has 252 with 5%, which means that for every four auto attacks person one does, basically person five gets a free auto attack. And the time that, you know, it does uh, four, one does five sure. in a void. Now, there are talents and the heroes operate in certain ways, but these are all over the place. And and understanding these differences is important to understanding, do I win a 1v1? This changes and, everything and I'm never playing Rainer again. Well, and that's what, well, they nerfed him. Or did they? Yeah, they nerfed, they increase his basic attack damage, which sounds like, oh my God, it's a buff. Basic attack damage going up. And then the percentage goes down, which means this reads as probably nothing's changed. In fact, I could probably punch these numbers in and figure out what they would be. One second. Probably nothing has. The 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 difference is probably the fact that they want to emphasize strength and position of the game differently. Uh, to keep yeah, it more so, even. So the difference at level 20 between 92 back uh, attack damage. Uh, oops. At 5% is that at level 20, he's doing 232 auto attack damage. And at 103 at level 1 times 4, he's doing 217. So his auto attack damage has been nerfed. Even though the base number has gone up, the scaling is actually low. He's weaker as he goes on in the game. Well, there's a point okay. where it shifts. It's not the shift. Lower okay, right so he, his numbers are higher up until I can tell you exactly because it's in my spreadsheet. Is at level ten. At okay. level ten, the new Rainer does three more points of damage than old Rainer, and then it diverges. Then, okay, okay let me ask you this: How yeah. much? Sorry, weight, at level twelve. How level much 12. weight do we have to drop on the ground for the dragon to make it all the way to the top of the sheet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> this, this is this this is obtuse. We get patch notes and we're happy about it, but it's not it's not clear. Look, you're I, a high I, level I feel, player. I I respect this because you play at levels I don't. This is matters. I, I agree, it totally matters. And I don't know why they're not as transparent about it. It's weird. 
I think it's weird that every once in a while we get a little it's, number and then they go, hey, it's 4% now. Whoa, wait, what? Like, like They can't release a spreadsheet with every patch notes detailing what all the damages are at all the levels for every single change they make. Like, I get that that's the community's job in a way. Um, it's just... It's just what I what I find frustrating is I don't know the scaling of things. I need to know. I'll do the community will do the rest of the math, but I find it's like a surprise lately where I'm like, oh, the scaling's different on this specific ability. Wow, like that's rough. Like from I'll someone. I'll say this: I'm having a bit of fun at Bo's expense uh, because he likes numbers and I don't. Um. But I do think this information should be available to people like Bo so they can do the specific math. Because I'll tell you, I look at the note and I see basic attack damage increase 92 to 103. Immediately below that, basic attack damage scaling reduced to 5 to 4. What that read to me when I read that note was, okay, so he's going to do more damage in the early game. He's going to do less damage in the late game, which is effectively true. I can't tell you where that divide is. I can't tell you exactly what those numbers are, but I got the gist of it. Mm. Yeah, and the difference isn't that large. No, but that's what we need to know. <laughs> like, the, not the not like you're a smart guy, John. Not everyone's as smart as you. Like, who reads this stuff? Who might just jump to a quick conclusion about it? You know, I don't know. It's just if they would say something like Rainer's attack damage basically the same. Effect, you know, like or maybe put what you put to explain that context. I just need to know the scaling. I, I'm going to get away from that. I just want to know what the scaling numbers are for everything. Right. <clears throat> right. That'd I thought nice. it was per hero. Now it's per ability and per auto attack. Is it per talent? Like, I, we need to know all of it. The math's making my head spin, Period. but I am not a smart man. But I know what love is, Denny. <laughs> all right. <laughs> moving on. All right. Um, Let's do our. So moving on uh, back to the seven deadly sins. Yes, tell us about this whole not paying attention and the sins mechanical moves. Are, these are the things you do in your games that you need to stop. You know you shouldn't, and people do this even in high skill games, and it's irritating. Today's this week's sin number two: not paying attention to your allies' mechanics and leveraging them. Who do you use for a mechanic, Bo? <laughs> I, I use my friend Bill. He's a good one. Why are we doing that? I need to leverage that. I... No, yeah. seriously. Um, the big part of this game is that your abilities may feel strong, seem strong, and you may have had some good 1v1 encounters. But for the most part, I find people blowing their abilities selfishly in situations that are not optimal when you could be using them in conjunction with your other abilities. You are leaving money on the table, as the financial people like to say. You just left that money on the table. And it's a big sin. It's a team game. So, you know, and, and part of this, again, these things come from sources of frustration I've had in my games. And if you've ever played a Stitches and had no one follow up on any of your hooks, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, we play, I play when I play with our team, Scott will put his hand anus underneath where <laughs> Stitches gets the hook. And That's then all right. of a sudden, the guy's silence can't teleport out. Yep. And then, oh, I don't know, there's a bone prison follow-up to it, and a bunch of damage comes in. I've played games with in Platinum and in Diamond where I play Stitches, and no one, I repeat, no one follows up on a hook, and I must solo tank. And they don't do it. And this is a the sin. saddest thing in the world. No, like, I understand in places where we don't have voice communication, it's a little rough. 
and this is just a narrow example, but you need to, as you practice and get better at this game, need to be thinking, I can't just use hunt in a vacuum and just charge whoever first person, the chromie that shows up on vision. I need to use it at a point in a team fight where it's going to take maximum advantage and coordinate that hunt on Illidan is a stun and you can chain stun people and chain your abilities together to make them incredibly powerful. And that's why often five stacks tend to dominate over solo key players. Think about the times we've five stacked into quick match and just like obliterate the enemy team. Mm-hmm. We had one last week. Yeah. We had a lot of Burden jumps week. over the wall. Mm-hmm. I got Kyle with the ring of frost and dragon strike. Like all those abilities could have been off cooldown in some dumb skirmish one V one somewhere. Very unselfish play leads to coordinated abilities. So stop wasting your abilities in situations that don't matter and save them to make the big plays in conjunction with what your teammates are doing. That's this week's sin. The sin of the it's week. Stop doing it. Yeah, it's, it's a sin. However that song goes. Hey, uh, also, um, I was going to say regarding this, what was I going to say? I was going to say, oh, voice comms are important uh, to coordinate this stuff. You're not going to be able to do it by typing to each other necessarily. So unless you kind of read each other's minds, uh, what Bo is describing is best served when you are on a voice channel of some sort, hopefully with your friends. And if you're not with your friends, talk to some I would say that, but some stuff's telegraphed. Like I wouldn't, if you see a hook go out, you know the hook's coming out. You don't even tell you now silence underneath me. You just know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And, well, and, and also, I've seen Bo play games as stitches, and I've done them myself, where your stitches, literally your kit is, I grab somebody and bring it to me and we kill it, and the team never follows the stitches. They go off and do their own thing and oh, blow yeah. their cooldowns and we do whatever. We had a game like that, yeah. We did, and you were playing stitches, and I felt real bad for you, because nobody... Nobody watched. It's like, this is literally what he's there to do. And if you're so eager to go out and blow all your cooldowns on empty space, at least stick with him until he throws the hook and you know you have a cooldown to to mess around in. Mm. So uh, that's something you can do without any discussion whatsoever. If you have a stitches, know that he's going to try to get hooks. Here's another fabulous combo. Void Prism and Devouring Maw. Don't use Devouring Maw to run away or to escape or to set. Wait for the Void Prison and then Maw right when the Void Prison comes up. And if you're on comms, that Zero Tool can even get rid of the Void Prison. And then once the Maw is done, blow up with all the abilities. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. You need to coordinate your abilities with others. And I see a lot of play that just blows stuff for no reason. Sure. And I get this is more of a skill-based thing, but it is a sin. Yeah. They're leaving money on the table, so don't do it. I keep thinking of that Pet Shop Boys song. It's a uh, sin. You guys know the song? It's a song. You guys not know it? I don't know. Uh, not a uh, not a pet shopper. What do they call the Pet Shop Boy fans? <laughs> Here, I'm gonna find it. Okay, just they a taste of it. Still call them Pet Shop Boys, but they spell it B-O-I-S. You guys know the song. I mean, it's just you know, 80s synth pop. You guys know that song? I may not know it. Man, no, nope, not a sorry. not a pet shop boy. <sighs> it's my new wave phase. What can I tell you? I'm sorry. Uh it's okay. I feel like we let you down. No, no, it's all good. Um, we don't have a reading for today's ad for this weekend's. There will be dungeons, but we are having one. There will be dungeons this weekend. 
with me, Bo and John and Kristen and Kyle, we're doing it. So if you want to watch D and D and I know you do be there live at 3 PM mountain time on Saturday, right here at frogpants.tv, And you will experience what we already know. Our campaign is the best in the history of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, that's a little hyperbole, but it's pretty good. It's pretty. It's good. a good time to jump in too. We're just starting a new leg of the adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. I mean, we are in the middle of something as soon as we start, but it's not difficult to understand what's going on. We were as surprised about it as anybody else. Yeah, so. and if you start showing up live and you're like, oh, I really like this. I wish I could catch up. Good news. I have all of it in both video and audio form, 100% available and clickable immediately at therewillbedungeons.com. So come join in the fun this Saturday, 3 p.m. Mountain. That's 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and play Dungeons and Dragons with us. Well, not really. You'll get to listen to us playing it with each other. You can't play it with us. Not right now, anyway. All right. That's it for that. <laughs> Awkward. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> hey, we get emails here on the show at core at heroesforyou.com. That's core at heroesforyou.com, or you can leave a message on the website, whatever's easier for you, at heroesforyou.com. Hey, guys, says uh, Trinsic. I assume it's like Trinsic, but he spells it like sick. Anyway, he says... Overwatch has come out with a new capture the flag map called, uh, I don't know how to say that, Euthethea, Euthea, whatever it is. Freaking Overwatch. No one's going to know how to say that. They don't even know how to say Br- the Brigitte, uh, what's her name? Quit having uh, weird Utah. names. Utah. Yeah, Utaya. Utah. That's the Utah map. Yeah, well done. Uh, See, you win by capturing the uh, by three capturing three flags or by having the highest score when the time runs out. This is pretty typical old school capture the flag first person shooter. Uh, Abilities are restricted when you pick up the flag. Do you think something like this would ever work for heroes? Warsong Gulch should be the obvious choice for a WoW map. Thanks, Trinzic. So I gave this a lot of thought. Um, Under the current structure of the game, it would probably have to be a um, a brawl, right? I do sense a very quiet but uh, distinct pulling away from brawls by not by Blizzard. So much. I mean, who knows what Blizzard's doing? But it's not a priority. It doesn't feel like one. It certainly isn't a priority for me to be playing these days. So I don't even really think about brawls anymore. But if you told me there was a capture the flag mode in the game or a map at the very least that I could play, I would probably play that. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, you know, we talked sometime on the show about how um event bright what's it called what's the game called battle right battle right battle right event bright sells tickets <laughs> battle right was going to add a battle royale mode to their game and then they went silent for a big long time and then they came out and said um we've changed our plan because of what we want to do and where we want to take this it's its own game so there's this whole new game coming out called battle right battle right royale and it's a separate game from Battle Right, which is probably the smart thing to do in their case. So they don't... Yeah, but I was grandfathered into so much stuff in the other game. <laughs> I know. I felt the same way. But then again, that game will be free to, well, I, who knows what they'll do. I mean, if it's another 15 bucks to get in on some cool character stuff, then I'd probably do that. And maybe they've got a deal for players who play their game already. Who knows? But okay. anyway, it looks really cool, and I like that they're doing it. Um. I don't think Blizzard's going to do that in terms of a whole separate thing, but I wouldn't mind if the game just got more modes and they weren't just lumped either into, all right, what you got here is your standard game, and there's ranked and unranked and quick play. And then over here, brawls, which is everything else. I kind of wish it was like, brawls could be a thing, I guess, but just 
what if there was just a little CTF mode and a little whatever mode? I mean, we talked about this stuff before and the kind of things they could do with the engine in the game, but I guess what I'm saying is I'm with Thinsick. I wouldn't mind, or Trinsick. I wouldn't mind uh, I wouldn't mind a little CTF in my hero's life. I like Capture the Flag a lot. Play that I one. think this is a fine question, and I'm going to derail it a little bit to selfishly talk about an idea I had. Go. I have been playing a lot of the new WoW expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that they encourage you to do is to do a lot of these island expeditions every week. Island expectations. I would think that (laughs) island expeditions, the PvP version, would be a million times better in Heroes than it is in WoW. I agree. And it's fun in WoW. Mm. Like, I'm having a good time with those. More than I thought I would. I, I wasn't really excited about the timer and all that stuff. Not timer, but the, you know get to the thing faster the race yeah but i've had a, i've said this on slack earlier i've had a kind of a turnaround i really like it like i like it a lot and i've been kind of cramming a bunch of them in i got a ton a butt ton of freaking resources out of it because i did seven games where i won and that was great but i totally agree i think that you could pull this off pretty easily in heroes of the storm or something similar to it and it would be really really fun Mm-hmm. because again the emphasis is on well what if you're both going for the same resource pile at the same time there needs to be a team fight it's perfect for heroes perfect. if you think about it it's kind of battle for the bullion with random map layouts yes yeah, yeah. B- basically that it's exactly right and they don't even have to be that r- random like they're not even really random in the game the islands themselves they have a handful of variations where the randomization comes in is foliage, animal, wildlife, objectives, and placement on those same set of islands. So it's not even like it's not like heroes that have to come up with its own randomization stuff and basically be you know become Diablo or whatever. They don't yeah. have to go that far. They could go something close to this. I totally agree. They're not going to do it. It just seems neat though because we're doing that in WoW right now, and it seems like a thing to do. But I, I, they're not going to do it. Why would they do it? It'd be cool. Battle though. for the Bullion is the greatest brawl that ever existed in the game. <laughs> and he's not just saying that because we all helped invent it. And by we, I mean I didn't. <laughs> you guys did. <laughs> well, no, we, we've been sharing the credit. You don't have to say that. It's yeah. we came up with it. We don't we don't have to advertise to who exactly invented what part of it. Well, until there's big money involved, and then it then it gets weird, right? <clears throat> I only know who invented the name who, who it was, me. was it you <laughs> yes but yeah it definitely wasn't me <laughs> what would you have called it bo what would your I name know. Liz- I think, Lizard I think called just... it booty coffers which was also a pretty good name i have to booty do. coffers I, I can't remember if i had a suggestion or not but um, battle for the bouillon i remember hearing it from john and going like i'd like coming on being like yeah bouillon chat room says they need a tower defense mode no they don't no, we don't. We have one. It's called Heroes of the Storm. It has towers in it, and they defend things. <laughs> That's as far as it goes. We don't need more than that. We don't need a bunch of just, okay, how are your towers doing? Okay, good. Now let a million minions come in yeah, and see you know, if that works. That's a good point, actually. MOBAs are literally like, the only addition is you fight other towers. You push and defend. Yeah. No, this, it's Not already tower defense. Defend. It's already the thing that, that I avoided MOBAs for in the first place. Is I, I hate tower defense games. The ones that are like dedicated, like, here's a swirly path, build up your towers. 
Uh-oh, here come the waves of minions. Let's see if it worked. And you sit back and wait and see if everything dies or not. Hate yeah. it. Hate it. It's my first, maybe second, least favorite genre of gaming ever. Yeah, what is the game best game that has a fast forward because what's currently going on in the game isn't very exciting? Um, built into it. Is it SimCity? Because I think it's SimCity. SimCity is pretty good. Yeah, like all those... All those old city builder games, like the impressions, like games like Caesar three and Pharaoh and stuff, they always had a speed up mode, which I really appreciated when I played those. Because yeah, um, they were real time, so you wanted some time to to go by to basically build up your dollars or whatever. Oh, I hate tower defense. Did you ever play? It. Sorry, this is a sidetrack, and we've already gone long. But Scott, did you ever play Sim Tower? Uh, no, but that sounds Ooh, terrible. I have. That it's sounds good. No, it's not. It has towers. Sim Tower is fantastic, but here's something pretty funny about it. They may have patched it out if they ever re released it or whatever, but the original version that came out, the game day length was tied to your CPU speed. So (laughs) later, when the games got, uh, you know, when computers got a lot better, if you installed Sim Tower and press play, it would just, you'd build the first thing and it would just go, and next thing you know, you have like a billion dollars because your one floor little tower has experienced 18 years of prosperity no that's amazing i love that chat room saying scott you liar you got me into tiny tower tiny tower is not the same tiny tower is not tower defense just because the word towers in it my favorite book series of all time is the dark tower books there's no tower defense in it yeah, yeah, and I would say that Tiny Tower, which I also played, it's the free to play version. Like this is way Sim Tower was made way before free to play was ever a thing. Like yeah. it doesn't have any of those annoying contrivances of delays and get gems to speed things up. It's just, it's just, it's like, what's it like being a property manager for a tower that you also own and build up? It's perfect. It's right. perfection. And I love a oh. tower for like you know I'm playing uh, I don't know Age of Empires. Put up some towers. Of course you do. You need some archers, do you, to block people from getting in? Yep, I do. Put those right there on the end of your walls. Boom. Done. Don't think about it again. You're done. If you upgrade them at all, it's at the city center, and you do it there. And uh, StarCraft, same thing. You need some some air support or some ground support for some air stuff. Great. Build some missile tower things. But that should be as far as your tower interest goes in this world. Did you turtle in Age of Empires? <laughs> yeah, I turtle in everything. It's, those games but you don't like tower defense no and that's what's so funny it's it it was more about walls and siege i don't play them right because what i would do like in uh, starcraft even i'd play like uh protoss and i would build a million cannons what are they called proton cannons yeah a million of them it would cost me so much in crystals and gas it was ridiculous but i would just litter the world with them and usually some Zerg guy would go, well, I got long distance, whatever, that's out of range of those, yep. so see you later. But, but you're not playing tower defense when you're doing that. No. You're yeah. just like, I'm trying to tech up to build my overwhelming force, and there's no game like, will they make it? You're just like, I'm going to obliterate anything that comes in my space. Yeah. like that, There's there's a lack of nuance to tower to turtle, the turtling strategy, I would say. It's just, don't come in, just make sure everything dies while I safely build up and can annihilate the enemy. Yes. Yeah, and that's Bo's why I, got it because that's what I do. I just I want to build the biggest, greatest army, usually of those scarab units that make Bo angry <laughs> in StarCraft 2, yeah. whatever they're called. 
but he gets mad about them, and yeah. that's why the I scarab like units. The little like buses or whatever oh. that Artanis can summon. Oh, that every time yeah. I make them, you're like, "What the hell are these?" Those are it's co-op commanders, so they can do weird things, but they are not little cool. buses. I love they're it. Little the little Protoss buses. That's that great. Look like, they look like larva or something. Like, they're just not. It's not good. Are they full of uh, zealots and just waiting to get off the bus or what? <laughs> what, what, what do they even do? Out of the tip of oh, it. that's yeah. right. That's right. There's these little buses and they shoot scarabs, but it's Protoss? Like it, yeah, I don't know. They shoot. What, what, is it, what is the unit called again? I just need to look at it. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> just look up Artanis's units. It'll be it. Yeah, it's fine. Don't don't look too hard at Artanis's units. Okay, is, the other is thing. it a Reaver? Oh, no. Reavers yeah. are from the old game. They might be Reavers. That he's using, I don't know, but Reavers are from Star Trek. That's from Brood War. Oh, that is from Brood War. Yeah, they're, but they're like that. They're like big slugs, sort of. They look. I've never thought of them as buses, but they're kind of like that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, okay, the only other thing I was gonna say is, um, when I would play Age of Empires, I would play it. I I played it competitively with some friends and online and stuff, and then the single player campaign and all of that. But as things started to wind down for Age of Empires two. The way I would play that game is I would run the cheat that gave me all the money possible just starting out. I was a trillionaire starting. I would put one AI opponent on a giant map, the biggest map I could make, one AI op opponent at the lowest difficulty setting possible. And then I would play that game like Civilization. That's basically what I would do. So I'd build really cool cities. Once in a while, a guy would come over with stones going, yeah, and throw it on my wall, but nothing would happen because I had all the money and defenses in the world. And so he was never an issue. I would wipe his camps out if I ever found him, but I just expanded my empire until it was this huge, blustering, giant city. I played it like Civilization Five. That's how I played those games. I'd start as a caveman, work my way up to whatever. I can't remember where it ended, but Iron Age or whatever it was. And it was the best. It was the best. And no one ever really made a game quite like that where that was the goal. And those impressions games came close. They came pretty yeah. close. Pharaoh and that kind of stuff. Those were great. Oh my gosh, those games are good. Anyway. But the, uh, the key the key is that it's not it's not tower defense. No, tower defense sucks. And and defending <laughs> any tower is just not tower. Tower defense is literally the game mode where you you, you do nothing. Yeah. You just plant you plant turrets and wait. Yeah, you plant turrets and then your first wave comes. Then you're like, okay, I got money from that. I'm gonna make my turrets better. And then you do it again. Yeah, I posted it was a reaver, by the way, that I was talking oh, about. Oh, it was a reaver. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. in our it, it, it's in our chat it's, and it's in Discord. I think it's I think it's a, a dumb <laughs> It is dumb. Scene. I don't but <laughs> I it like, bugs you, so I like, like to like, make here's them. every unit is amazing. And then here's a <laughs> what is that? Like a bug like it's yeah i don't like it and i summon as many of them as i possibly can mm, that sounds right no that, that the reavers are a throwback they're they were from the first game too they didn't look this good though and the oh the you the um the actual shots are called scarabs oh they are yeah Since each well, scarab has a travel time for like wow boo Ugh. boo bone or john like, knew what he was i called you boo Jaboo. <laughs> Thanks, boo. <laughs> My co-host Jaboo on core. It's Jaboo. Um, all right. So before we leave, uh quick note. We were gonna play games after the thing, but I got I don't know if you guys saw my Slack. I got a text from a neighbor and also on my phone. Check this out. 
emergency alert. My phone or my watch was going like on my, on my wrist. It was like vibrating me to death. Flash flood warning. This area till 9 PM avoid flood areas. Okay. So whatever generalized, whatever. Then I get a text right before that from a neighbor friend of mine whose basement is flooding and asked if I could go help him. So I told him when the show ended, I'd go do that. Uh, so I don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah. No Kyle and Kristen today, too. So yeah, maybe, we'll just take a yeah. night off. It'll oh, I forgot quiet. they were even. Yeah, I forgot they weren't here. OK, I feel less yeah. bad about it because I didn't want to screw up the whole team. I don't mind just screwing you two up. Uh, but no, kidding. But anyway, the point is, I'm going to go over there and squeegee and suck and do what I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound right. That didn't sound right. And then I'll in that, uh, in that, in that order. Order is uh, important. Take your time. And then I'll come back and we'll see what's what. I, I just don't know. But uh, anyway, get a takes a village sometimes. So you got to do your thing. All right. So that's that. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. As always, we are uh, found at where are we frogpants.com slash core that's one way to get there you can go to heroesforyou.com same thing and i can't find my thing there it is uh what else uh, d- uh don't forget to support us on patreon that's an important thing it really is it helps us a lot every month thank you for your incredible sports on patreon yes your support matters patreon.com slash core show write that down remember it lock it into your your crotch closet patreon.com slash core show is where you want to go heroesforyou.com like i mentioned before you can email us core at heroesforyou.com and as always follow us on twitter the show is at core heroes john is at john underscore jagger i'm at scott johnson and Bo is at Bo schwartz it's gonna do it for us for me for Bo, for john see you next time This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question.